like uh, a, a name for Chimera, <laughs> sir. I say Chimera. <laughs> no, it is Chimera. Uh, but the, that is a ship, is the name of a lot of ships. There's a name. There is a, a is. ship called that. There's a ship by the name of that for the big United Colonies fa- faction in Starfield called UC Chimera. Chimera nice. or whatever. I think there's a Chimera, Chimera in uh, uh, the Wingman video yeah, game series. There, it literally every science fiction has a, a ship, uh, a starship called Chimera. <laughs> Just like there, there's probably one called oh, Bison in almost every... Or like yeah, uh, oh, man, like yeah. The, yeah, like there's... Or the executor yep. or something right. like that. Uh, let's see. 137. All right. 137 and, and 25. I found myself calling it the executor for a very long time before somebody uh, told you it was the executor. Um, yeah. That was Vader's ship, right? No, that was uh, Tarkin's ship. Yeah, it was Tarkin's. Um, That was Tarkin's ship. Welcome, everybody, to Blurred Lines. This is your man Cam. With me, as always, is... Black Emperor Thrall. (laughs) (laughs) As well as... Black Chewbacca, also known as Josh. The man from the Middle West, the professor that teaches you all the rest. It's <laughs> Matt Cryptic, yo. Pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma. Yeah. Grandma. Grandma. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Shimmer Shimmer And uh, we are back discussing Ahsoka. It just wrapped. It was uh, eight episodes, Disney Plus. And, um, you know, you know what? Before we get to the things that we liked about it, let's actually start. Let's flip it a little bit. And we'll, what do you guys think? Here we are now. This is our fourth Star Wars show. Is it, are we at four now? Five? Oh no, it's way more than that. Four, it's five, Mando. Mando. We got Ahsoka, Mando, Boba Fett. Oh, uh, what's the oh, one? Andor. Andor. Obi Wan. Damn, five. I'm including an animated one. Yeah, uh, we included okay. include animation. Vision. Vision. Yeah. Okay, so this is the seventh Star Wars yeah. show in our in the dreaded Skywalker universe. I'd There's say universe. That, I didn't want to say that. We're not including Bad Batch and other stuff. Oh, Bad Batch. All right. That's <laughs> oh, eight. yeah. Bad yep, that's eight. Anyway, yeah. it's a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think including the animated, yep. it's, it's been, yeah, it's more right, right. so than So this is probably the eighth yeah. or ninth uh, Star Wars show. Yeah. Um, beyond fatigue and whatnot, um, Filoni got to helm this one top to bottom. This is kind of interesting because he's always been in the background doing stuff. And um, Ahsoka is his character. He created it. It's one of her, um, one of his like children, if you want to put it this way. So it was a pretty big deal that he got to do be the showrunner and the writer of it. And he brought in some pretty good directors. Now, do you think Filoni did a good job with Ahsoka? Yeah, it was okay. Yes. Outright, yes. I think yes, but not without so the flaws. So then, so um, for the flaws, yes. Let's go. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what I was like. Instead of making this a fan service, let's go for the flaws first. Let's, like, for me, I thought we talked a little bit before where, like, the it felt more of a Rebels continuation series not an Ahsoka show and I think that's and I think that was more because there's a lot of good there's some interesting plot stuff but the character development was kind of yeah if you could so just in the sort of rudimentary description in storytelling your protagonist has to have a clearly defined want goal or desire and then Adversely to that, you have an antagonist that usually presents obstacles to that prevents the protagonist from achieving that. I think Ahsoka's motivations were very one dimensional. Try to stop Ron. Mm. Um, but that's too simple of a deal when when if you again, she had the map, she could have just destroyed it outright. And then you, you got no 
there's no way they could find it. So I think it just needs to have more than all these Star Wars shows are like that. They're they're driven by the plot and they don't take time for the characters, even the best of them, which like Andor, there was nothing that developed his character or made you care about him as a character. You care about him as a figure that exists in this mythology and in this world and in this particular story, but you don't care about him beyond that. And it's the and that's been a problem with all of the Star Wars shows and it's even more present in, in Ahsoka. But the difference is with Ahsoka we have characters like Cam pointed out from Rebels. So, and Filoni developed those characters. There were moments, there were always moments in which each episode focused on either two, one or two characters. And it was something there, what they were doing or who they were or how this conflict, they resolved this conflict was the focus, not the plot. Uh, think, for example, when Zeb and Agent Callus get trapped on that ice planet and have to survive together. You don't. the plot of that is totally a MacGuffin because you know they're going to survive. But Filoni spends that time unpacking each character. You get to know Agent Callus as more than just an Imperial suit or, you know, a cog in that machine. So I want to see more of that from Filoni in the future seasons of Ahsoka, because I think that that will make the Star Wars shows even better because visually they're amazing. Even though laws of physics get totally overlooked. I mean, Ahsoka did backflips in in the the vacuum of space and, and, yeah, you're right. I'm taking myself down a path that's, that's it, like <laughs> self mutilation. So that's all. <laughs> so I would just like to see more character development from the characters. And I will leave it at that. I won't mention laws of physics. Um, yeah, Cam? Yes. The cool thing is that it did incorporate Rebels, which I think is one of, if not the greatest, Star Wars. Story told is up there. I think Rebels really brought me back into Star Wars. Um, the one thing though I had issues with, and maybe it's just me, I didn't know whose story it was. I don't know if it was Sabine's story or the title was Ashoka, but like it felt like they were sharing. It almost felt like Ashoka was a, a, a supporting character at times. Um, so mm-hmm. yep. that exactly. was one of my exactly. main critiques, which isn't mm-hmm. a big deal, but it's just like, why do I care about Ashoka? Uh, the cool things, though, the aspect that they brought elements from Rebels into the live action was the uh, that area um, where, in, if you're not familiar with Rebels, Ezra Bridger was able to jump through times, and it's this this black area which is kind of world between worlds, right? They, world that was cool to see. Worlds. I was like, oh, they're actually really doing this too. Another another gripe I had was mm-hmm, being mm-hmm. well, two things. The the failure to mention Kane and Jarrus until like the last episode. Man, listen. <coughs> listen. That and the fact that is your baby daddy mentor and a bunch yeah. of stuff. He got like oh uh he got like three lines. And, and the fact that Sabine trained in the Darksaber, and for her, yeah. I'm trying to like figure out how much time passed where she got super rusty. Because she's like trained, she was trained by two Jedi masters, Kane and Jarrus. And then uh, we have some context that she was trained by Ashoka. And we try to figure out what was the relationship there. And to see her like super terrible with a lightsaber, like, what the hell happened? <laughs> like, you didn't yeah. keep up no practice, you know? Yeah. So that was, I, I noticed that as well. I think that's, I think the, nope. for me, I think I liked the casting of the characters from look wise, looked cool. Then the writing of the characters yeah. individually, that's where we're losing stuff. And I think there's a there was a as serious as Rebels got in the later seasons, each character still had some type of a life or levity in them. Now, granted, this is you know past you know years, trauma, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But you didn't really get too much Ahsoka quips until maybe like the last two episodes. You know, same with kind of Sabine. Sabine was kind of like depressed and moody, like almost teenager vibe for pretty much the whole season until the last, like, till they find Ezra, of course. But and I think those those mm-hmm. little aspects of the characters that they pulled out of made it made the show worse because they didn't have any light in, in, in terms of like it's all serious things. Thrawn's a big deal, blah, blah, blah. 
but there was only banter and that kind of stuff until later. Uh, was it, who was the the droid? Was it David Tennant? Oh yeah, he, he, yes. he, he brought so much oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah, the yeah, show yeah, that yeah. there was much needed, and I like yes. that because. One, I like that he was a uh, you know a thousand year old droid, so he trained every single Jedi. That was a great little yeah. uh, nugget. And then two, yeah, that was really good because they we've seen we know that droids don't age, and so we've never encountered one that has been through all of those errors. And so yep. that was it was, that it was, it was great. a great plot device yeah. for him being able to talk highly about every Jedi that we all know and love. Right. Like, oh, yeah. You know, Anakin did all these things for you. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. I know Canon Jarrus. I made him help him make his lifesaver. Like those things was cool. Um, but I thought like not bringing in trying to. I think it's, it's kind of a thing that happens a lot where they take something from animated and put it into live action. The things that we liked about animated usually is the, the brevity and the fun stuff and the, the quips and the whimsical, but then we like the overall plot. Where this one, they kept the plot part cool, but then they pulled out a lot of just like the fun parts because like Ahsoka is arrogant and she's fun, but she's also like pretty knowledgeable and she's kind of a rebel. She likes to kind of do shit on her own. And we kind of get an older aging version of that, but we don't get the the fun part of her had gotten sucked out. Now, if you would have explained it a little bit better yeah. to why that is, and I think we would have bought into it, but because they didn't really do that, we just kind of get this stoic Ahsoka that is grown, which is great. And not saying that she needs to be all quippy all the time, but they don't really tell us why she kind of like lost a lot of that fire. Um, they kind of explained a little bit with the whole uh, Anakin thing, which I, I, too, I actually enjoyed. I, was, I didn't think I was going to. Um, Oh, go ahead. Cam. I was going to say, so there's two things. I didn't understand Ashoka having an internal struggle with something throughout the whole time I've seen her. This was new to me. You know, uh, maybe there was hints of it in uh, what is it? Uh, the, no, 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 not Clone Wars. It was the Clone one where they talked about this what um Count Dooku and the other story. Yeah. I saw yeah, hints of that. Better. But that was it. I've never got the sense that she was struggling with something. That's just me. Maybe I missed I missed something. And the I didn't mind I didn't mind that because yeah. even though I don't think it was done well, she hasn't she was never, never got a moment to deal with Direct, but no, that wasn't what I was going to say. She never got a moment to reconcile her past with Anakin and what he did and what he became. And I thought at the very least, even though, again, I'll admit it's underbaked, Filoni tried to show us what the impression that Anakin left on her. But again, because we yeah, don't yeah. get it in a way that is character focused, it's more about what the plot needed to have that moment. So it's there. But if it, if the plot didn't need to have that moment, it probably wouldn't have been there. And it goes back to what you're saying, which is her inner conflict and what her inner desires are not clearly defined. We know she's looking for, she's not technically looking to save Ezra. She's just trying yeah. to stop Thrawn. Yeah. So, so again, right. it's, it's, they go, they seesaw it where it's like she takes on others As opposed wants to and desires, yeah. but she's not having any of her own or yeah. exactly. So the thing kind of felt hollow because we understand she did have to reconcile that. And I do think visually it was well done, especially when he was walking through the, we talked about, talk about oh, the smoke yeah. earlier and then he was switching, it was switching from blue to red lightsaber dope. and then you would see the Vader, the Vader shape yeah, go was, back to the Anakin shape. I thought that was amazing visual and well shot because it literally was what Anakin's whole story was. That one visual of that yeah. him being clouded by the dark side and but also bringing balance like you saw that balance in that visual and, and I think setup. also thing uh, I think the that records because the only time anyone actually really even calls out that she was Anakin's uh, Padawan is Thrawn where Thrawn's like I'm not fucking with the the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker. What? It was like, <laughs> yo, 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 like no, uh, I'm not fucking with the. <laughs> 
Well, hold on. Balin Skull said the same. Yeah, they showed her proper respect, and that's and and they show Anakin and Vader proper respect, and again, it makes sense because in Vader's life, only two people ever bested him in the fight. No, three, 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 three. Dooku, Obi Wan Kenobi, and Luke Skywalker, and two of those we know why they bested him. Dooku was better than him at the There's time. A fourth, but I don't know the name of it. But what I was going to say, you talked about the motivation of Ashoka, right? Oh, Ashoka. As a, as a viewer, if you're coming into this fresh, you need to watch Rebels. It is imperative. Yeah. This, this is a show that you cannot not oh, watch yeah, we, Rebels. Yeah, that's, that's a requisite. Understand what the hell the connections are. You have to watch Rebels. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That, exactly. And that's the problem. About that early, early, <laughs> them not doing the same shit that the MCU has taken on in the last with its shows and movies. Whereas I don't want to have to watch all this stuff yeah. just to have context yeah. for this one thing. If you're going to do that, then just call well, it Star thing, Wars. Rebels. What I'm going to say what is they did a really good job actually right. in. Uh, the end of Clone Wars, the last four episodes where they talked with uh, Ahsoka's uh, arc, where they did a good job. If yeah, you didn't know did. anything about Ahsoka, you just watched those four episodes, you get, hey, she used to, she used to be a Jedi. She's not, she's not yeah, with her anymore. And then, but she does know people yeah. in the Clone Wars, and then she has a relationship with Maul. And so you get in those four episodes enough that if you never watched anything else, you at least have an understanding of what's going on before the rest of the story comes on, where this one, you're 100% correct. Mm. Date right when the first episode starts, if you, you just know that there's this chick with these things on her head and she's, she's kind of a Jedi, but kind of not, and you don't really have any other context of like what's going on. And so like, you're right. If you didn't know anything about, like if you never watched Star Wars, it's your first one, you'd be so freaking How lost. Because it starts with the plot. It doesn't yeah. start with like, it literally starts with the plot. It doesn't start with from any character perspective. So for example, right. we don't see Ahsoka doing something and then this thing interrupts her. So for example, she's not running missions secretly for, for uh, Hera and then she comes across information, a conspiracy uh, <laughs> that to bring Thrawn back, even that was yeah. There's no that it, it's assuming that you have carnal knowledge of yeah. Ahsoka at the jump at the jump because there's no like you put it perfectly. There's no interruption no, of everyday there's life. No disruption there's no of who that tells us this is who this person is. If you remove this conflict, this is who she is. This is what she does. This is what she wants. This is how that's the right. thing I gave Kenobi credit for, which is when we first it's not when we first meet him, he's doing all he can to survive and low and, and lay low. Something happens that disrupts that and takes him yeah. out of that. And so for the listeners, uh, that is a ten what, what D'Angelo and I are talking <laughs> about are tenets of the hero's journey, which is sort of the the tent pole for yeah. pretty oh, much every yeah. every story you can think of. So <laughs> think about think about it in terms think about the, the the what we were talking about in terms of every movie or television show you've ever seen. Everyday life is happening. Everything's cool, and then all of a sudden, everyday life hey, gets I will, interrupted. I will say this too. And Sorry, the hero's journey begins. The uh, problem we have with this is not a yep. is, is bittersweet because the material you have to go watch is actually really good. Yes, that's true. Yeah, and that and establishes so I, the hero's journey. And I would pretty say yeah, I'm a little, that's why I was a little disappointed a for Filoni because like he does it really well and he's done it multiple times. Now, now translating into live action, you can yes. see there's a little bit of stumbles. Um, and so the studio, mm -hmm. the, the network gets more involved or, or Disney probably got more involved to live action. Cause again, animated is treated as so, yeah. oh, it's just, it's just animated. I know it could be the most successful thing or, but it's animated, but now we're dealing with live action and I, I guarantee, uh, his scripts were probably uh, like, hold on, I got this idea. There's like these turtles that are like a little, little, oh, little group, and then they, they're a little small, and they've been hanging out oh. with Ezra. This, this would be a great toy. 
Oh yeah, again, yeah. That, that's exactly what they had to do. Something that would that would well, sell a bunch of a bunch of stuff. Stuff out. And as I was watching that, I was thinking to myself, you know, this fulfills the whole George Lucas. Yep. Got yep. You got to exactly. do. You got to do stuff for the kids. Uh, mandate. But you know, doubling back for a second, um, I think doubling back to the negatives. Um, one of the things that jumped out to me about so uh, about Rosario Dawson's performance is her 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 lightsaber skills weren't and and so there's a story behind that. I don't think it's just she's bad at it. Um, but I don't think she's as fluid as she could have been because they so by her own I saw an interview with her and by her own admission she's having to hold about three sets of choreography in her head all at the same Mm. time the one that she's about the one that she's doing for camera the one that she's about to do and the one after that like she's she's holding multiple sets of choreography in her head so I guarantee it's probably really difficult to sort of home in on any one Mm -hmm. routine and do it fluidly the way that she probably probably just need to be in that case more strategic about her lightsaber use because she she did whip those lightsabers out a lot in the seat in the first I mean like literally every seat almost every scene she was in she was handling them lightsabers and I could see it coming to a point where she was probably like you said she's got all these things in her head and she's having to do it multiple times in 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 multiple episodes so if this was um, yeah I mean Ashoka under Vader I can understand the she not passing the eye test with the the lightsabers yeah yeah, but if you're at this level you're supposed to be yeah but but also blame the the fight choreographer for not putting her in better position yeah we've got and a bunch of actors jumps. that picked up the mantle and 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 we didn't complain why is she the first yeah. or one of the first yeah yeah, yeah she wouldn't be the right. only one that had to do that for star wars or any a lot of those movies where you have a really high octane uh, saber battles, sword fights are where you need to ha- not only have the footwork in your mind, but also yeah. all the other choreography. And it, and it has to be second right. nature. And I think with her, it's not second nature yet. Whereas we've, we're so used to and spoiled by actors like uh, Ewan McGregor and, 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 uh, and Christian, and Christian who yeah. literally put it all into their their choreography, uh, and then you had come on, uh, Darth Maul? McGregor and um, and Ray Park oh, yeah. set yeah, the bar. Like you know, oh, what I'm yeah. like you don't get even. In fact, it was so much they set the bar so high at the time because. I thought, and even when I go back and look at those duels, I'm like, man, come on, kill Qui-Gon already. <laughs> because it, uh, uh, Liam, what's his name? Uh, Liam Neeson wasn't bad, but you saw who, who, who yeah. was the real worker well, who put and, in the and work. Also I was, well, he, his whole, but the whole thing with his character, the whole thing with Liam Neeson's character with Qui-Gon is yeah. is was supposed to be economy yeah, of movement. Right. He wasn't supposed to waste any. He wasn't and that's supposed to waste any. That's a good crush to have. So, and also, I think um, if you go back to the rebel situation with um, the whole thing on Mandalore, the fight scene there was really really dope. And all the rebels, all the rebels like lightsaber battles were awesome. And I think they kept getting it better and better and better and better. And so we're we're up we're at here, and then all of a sudden we watch live action. We're like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> Well, and I think also it stands out when you put Rosario Dawson having to having to hold all these routines in her head simultaneously, and then put her in and go <laughs> opposite Diana Lee and Asanto, who played who played um who, who played Morgan Elsbeth. She is a she is a yeah. practiced and accomplished martial artist and swordswoman. 
and you could tell by just the the the, the choreo of that um of that last duel that they had when you have that particularly there's a shot where you get a wide shot of the two of them going back and forth and Diana Lee and Osato bodies it. Her footwork is incredible. I'm no swordsman by any stretch of the imagination, but I know good I know good footwork when I see it. And I know how you're supposed to sort of plant your foot after you parry or you know, after you, you know, after you block, whatever. Yeah. And well, I think Oh my god. She's getting in like three, four steps for every We also move. know that there is no excuse because we've seen we've seen I mean look at the Witcher. Those though they be they that footwork is something that I, I can't even I'm saying like the way they move in that and with that with the swords and that. But also Well I mean I think on, if you're I gonna say one excuse. more thing. Is oh, sorry. with Morgan Elsbeth and that actress, she only yeah. had that fight scene. So, um, so it, right. it, it yep, should have been the way it was because she, they, and it was the, it was the smart thing to do. You save the best for for that moment, and she she killed yeah. it. She nailed it because the whole. Granted, that was the best thing she did, the most thing she did, and hopefully that ain't the all she's gonna do. Cause the for the most part of the whole series, all episode, all yep. she did was just stood there and 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 gave command to gave right And especially when Thrawn and the and the great mothers came up, it was just like up oh, Morgan <laughs> sit your ass back there and don't say nothing. <laughs> like go in the corner and shut up, well, don't say nothing. I remember too. He had a- but yeah, well, she she was, and you got to remember too, is like man. for some people, I they got to like pull back when they're working about. with actors that aren't on the same level. So even so, even with working with Rosario, like right. they have to kind of match the energy as like they they match it maybe like a little bit yeah. more, but then they could go real diesel if it was some real stuff. So I think for me, I think a negative another neg was like. Rosario should have been in that gym another couple months <laughs> before 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 they hit that. Yeah. I won't. Yeah, I was gonna say, and I don't know that yeah. that's her fault. I think that's just how they schedule it. Yeah, most most shows or movies will yeah. usually give you a couple months to get down the basics and get down the routines, and yep. then give you a refresher before you have to shoot. And, and it's clear so she didn't I have that. So I don't know the, that the that's her fault. Now, what what are the things that we actually liked about it? Like overall in general, like for me, it was, um, I give, as always, uh, the concept artists and the, um, and the designers for the show as a whole fucking body that like you got, you saw Thrawn ship and it was like tattered and put together all that kind of stuff. We saw all his show, his soldiers, you could tell that they hadn't got a refresher in five years. They had things that wrapped up. Shout out to West Salem playing yep. uh, Captain oh, Enoch. And we don't, we don't, and yes, for sir. those of you who don't know who West Salem is, you know that we are mm-hmm. a fan of the Expanse. And West Salem is our friend Amos. <laughs> Amos. So he's, yeah. he's covered up, so you don't know that it's him and he's got his voice yeah, all altered. But they, that's I like, him. I liked all the touches they did on uh, Thrawn Soldiers. I thought that was awesome. And like, um, I actually liked all the looks that Ahsoka had from like when she's in all white, when he had the gray joints all that kind of stuff that they did a good job um and then like visual wise it's like you were saying like especially when um when they had anakin and i was like my mind i was like how are they going to recreate clone wars on this budget and i was like oh missed because <laughs> they did they did not show not one droid it was just a bunch <laughs> of soldiers running around like there was uh some lasers and then there was a lot of mist yep and you exactly. see where's your budget to get all these droids out here um but yeah i like like visually wise i enjoyed it i think i think overall the palette was a little bit on the the muted side they could have had some more fun with that but in general i thought overall like casting wise and visuals like they did a really good job and i thought that part was the part for me that was the fun part that was like oh dude this this is live yeah. action like clone wars rebel situation yeah, I like right. the scale and scope of it. I think visually, is going to what you're saying. The scale of it was amazing. When like the way when Thrawn pulls up with the uh, with his ship and his star in sh- his star destroyer, and the score that accompanies that, it just feels big and it and it it posits where we are in in the story in terms of what's 
what's at stake and what we can expect. I think overall, though, I love the most the thing I love the most about it was the detail and dedication to the mythology and continuing to open that up, expand it a little more. Now, what I would love to see is if, again, the writing shifts focus to more character driven than necessarily these plots that have to be resolved over the course of the of the uh of the season because i think with ezra and with uh with uh ahsoka and with sabine these are characters that we enjoy going along with their journey and and we enjoy their their narrative and not the plot that they were involved in but just them being in in the story so I want to see more of that just Ahsoka uh, uh, giving more to do but overall I thought yeah, was it, eight, eight episodes yeah it was a solid eight episodes there was some slowness at the at the true slowness in the second and third where episodes where you know they were trying to show us what Ahsoka was doing when Sabine and then moved to the scenes where Sabine was with the um, with the bad guys. Um, I kind of hate when shows do that nowadays because it's just a, it's just a different type of fluff. Um, and, and um, but yeah, I, I don't really have a lot of things bad, to, a lot of bad things to say, but I do think that it was a, it was a, decent follow-up to Rebels. I don't know if it was a if it was a great first season for Ahsoka. In fact, I would say it wasn't Agreed. a great first season for Ahsoka. Or the, the for that title, is the show gonna be called that? But there's a lot to look forward to. I did like where they left her and Sabine. I think now you have an opportunity to develop them as characters because you've given them a clean slate. You know, it's going to be a while before they can really get back to the main part of the galaxy or whatever. So this is an opportunity to develop them further. Uh, great last shot with uh, yeah, Ray Stevenson, man. That was, oh, man. Oh, what was the goal of his yeah. character? Oh, oh like, man, rest in peace. Uh, well, that's a critique of you <laughs> because of, for me anyway, because I, I thought that I told this to jo- uh, Josh. I was like, I thought that was too vague. We didn't know they were, it was too much. It was too much dialogue of the uh, can't you feel it hinting to something but not saying what it is because they have to create this mystery it's lazy it's it's very uh cheap writing you know he could have said what he was after and it wouldn't have it wouldn't have changed anything it would have just made the audience more curious but because they it was so vague you really don't care about it by the end so what they were shooting for was what he what he found at the end, which is um, I don't know if you remember in uh, in Rebels where they sort of get into no, the mother, I, I the father, those three I mean, the mother, the, the, light, the, dark. the father. Yeah, all right. that stuff was understood, but they that's didn't they didn't it. do a good job of getting us there. That that's all. No, yeah, no. But yeah, that's it. That's all of it. So he that was what he was trying to find. What they what those statues mean and what they allude to. I mean, my if I had to I'm forced to guess because they don't oh for him, yeah, no no idea. I mean he's trying to access he's clearly trying to access the origin of power. Yeah. Yeah, because they were they were supposedly the force they were supposed to be supposedly the first to wield the force, to discover and wield so much so the force. They became gods so, over time or, you know, people right. turn them into gods, but they actually exist deities or like whatever. deities yeah. now. Because appa- apparently the one, there I've been reading theories that the one that he's mainly after is Mother Mortis. So apparently that's the one that the the the, the witch, the, right. the night sisters are fleeing. Um, what I thought was interesting or question, narrative question is, 
the chicken or the egg? Is it is Mother Mortis waking up because Thrawn woke up the 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 Night Sisters? Because somebody said that no, Ezra said it. Like it was like the, the clear example of one line of dialogue. He cleared that shit up. He's like, yeah, I just been hiding because Thrawn went and and woke up the Night Sisters and, yep. and, it, and he's it like, was I'm not going there by myself. Yeah, I just kept running. Um, so I was curious because he specifically stated that Thrawn sought them out and woke them up. Is that what caused Mother Mortis to wake up? And did they know that? And that's the reason why they're like, yeah, we're woke, but, but now she woke, yeah. so now we gotta get the fuck out of here. So this could allude, it's just me theorizing, but this could allude to what Thrawn did when he in the in the Heir to the Empire books. Um, he recognizes that there needs to be a Palpatine, an emperor, uh, uh, a Sith Lord, a Dark Lord of the Sith, specifically one that is master level that can do what Palpatine was doing. So one of the things that he was, that he did was um, he would augment like, so for example, at the Battle of Endor, uh, when they launched the TIE Fighters, part of the reason why the TIE Fighter pilots against uh against X-Wing pilots, if you, if you have an equal number, then, you know, it's a, the likelihood that you'll survive is pretty high, but you know, A, they outnumbered them and then B, uh, Palpatine was augmenting their capabilities. He, while he was, while he was trash talking Luke into, and, and trying to bait him into battling Vader, he was also augmenting their capabilities, which is why, Initially, they were losing uh, the, 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 the rebellion, the rebels were losing initially in, at the beginning yeah. of that battle, aside from the fact that they were outnumbered. And that's all retrospect, yeah. uh, too, right? They didn't, so, that, nope. George Lucifer didn't yeah. have that in there. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. He didn't yeah. have any of that. So, so to the point, to the point that I'm trying to make, um, it's possible that he's using the Night Sisters as the, as the, um, as a sort of as a he's as a replacement for a Sith Lord, like he doesn't have any designs on ruling. He just wants things yeah. to be back the way that, to, the way that they were. He, he wants, wants to restore to that, the that, glory that um, um, of the Empire. Yeah, he wants order. No, yeah, he wants to, he wants so and so in order. And part of he realizes that part of the equation was Palpatine. So since there's no Palpatine, the next best thing might be. Again, me theorizing might be having Night Sisters under his, you know, under his. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and there's a part side, where um, Morgan basically um, was just like, "Yeah, I'll do that for you," and he's like, "No, we do it for the Empire." And he kept always keeps that as the forefront. Of it. Yeah. But, yeah, he kept saying, that, yeah. "Yeah, long live the Empire," because that was the whole, and that I think was set up to establish to separate him from the previous main antagonist of these series, which was. Uh, in series, I'm going to say Mandalore and Mandalorian and Ahsoka both are sharing the same space. So the previous main villain was Moff Gideon, right? So Moff Gideon wasn't his whole as a Imperial Warlord, he wasn't on that. He wasn't like, he was like Long Live the Empire, but long, I'm going to be the yeah, like um, yeah. I'm going to take control and this is how I'm going to do it by creating, building myself a force body, a force sensitive body or many force sensitive bodies, but also uh, to um, uh, what do you call it? Acclimate or uh, the the Mandalorian weaponry. And tech. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. So I think going back to Lord Blailer, I think they, they just you're right. If they would have just said why he was there and like when she at when his like basically Padawan was like, yo, what the fuck are we doing on this? Like, why are we about to get stuck? Like, she was like, I ain't trying to get stuck. Why are we here? And then he was just kind of like, oh, you know, mystery and not really giving a straight answer. But if he literally would just been like, I'm looking for this chick and this power yeah. and this is why I'm here. You can ride with me or you cannot. And because not saying it doesn't whoa, do yeah, anything. Like, you, the dialogue. Story. You, you didn't 
not saying it. What did I? What did what happened by not saying it? People just <laughs> you maintain the mystery. Yeah, yeah. I guess if, if, if you want to, you also could write the mystery in a way that actually makes it a mystery yes. and not just you without withholding information because that's all that was. Right. We find out we find out what what uh, what Balin is looking yeah, for exactly. as he's looking for it. And, and you know, right. and yeah. shout out yeah, to little, uh, I, little I, Ventress. I, she, yeah. I thought she did a pretty good job. I thought she, she was just just mm. the, just the right enough about evil. Good, good foil oh, to yeah. being, you know, pretty, pretty has her own little situation. So I think that like that was yep. that was good. I think she was actually pretty good. on that. They were also depicted as true dark Jedi, which I think. Is something that we haven't seen in a while. Even their lightsabers weren't completely red; they were like a, a orange Ooh. type of hue and uh, orange yeah. red type of hue. Um, and I like that they weren't depicted as as evil. They had they they weren't just like straight up murdering people. Like they had reservations. Like even when um, when I think Thrawn was like you know just kill whatever uh, he. he Shin gave him a look and then looked at Balin for confirmation, but it was basically like her looking at Thrawn like, are you crazy? Like, why would you do that? Like, what's wrong with you? And um, and so I thought that that was good. Um, I thought it was a little odd that he looked at them as disposable when, you know, I guess knowing, knowing too much, I guess, because he needs a, he needs someone with force capabilities and looking at them as mercenaries and disposable was a little that's odd you to me. Using the knowledge of you, what you know in Empire, yes, we don't know if that's I where they're going yet. That. So if they are going in, right. that, that doesn't make sense. You're right; it doesn't make sense for him to look at them as disposable, uh, especially considering that if it hadn't been for them, Elsbeth yeah. wouldn't have been able to get there in the first place. Yeah, which 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 is what makes it odd yeah. on its own. You know what I mean? Like you're he's an honor bound guy who, you know, honors his debts and like, yo, you know, you you're she could have easily again, one line of dialogue. She could have easily been like, They helped me get you, yeah. they helped me get here to get you. Yeah. That would have easily yep. and instantly placed him in their debt. I mean, his, his, I didn't understand his debt. why Thrawn took that position. He said it. He said the main goal. Our main goal is to get the fuck off out of this galaxy. <laughs> he says that to right. her right before he says, right. uh, you know, that the, after I think he, when she's questioning why, the, he's like, look, they're going to go, they're going to engage two and a half Jedi, uh, Ahsoka, Ezra, and Sabine. <laughs> so I call her half Jedi, but yep. she's full Mandalorian. So that makes her, yeah. that makes her a challenge. And so he, Thrawn, Practical, pragmatic, and and never allows arrogance or ego to influence his decision. He's like, look, the chance of them surviving is very low. So if we get this thing going, we out of here. <laughs> I got three witches. That's if that can't work, I'll have to search. It's a yeah. big galaxy. I'll find yeah. the force. No, I, will, I will say this about each <laughs> major character. Yeah, yeah. They all had a defined motivation for doing what they were doing. Ahsoka, Sabine, Sabine wanted to get back to Ezra. Ahsoka wanted to prevent Thrawn. Thrawn wanted to get off the 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 the, the, the rock. rock. The witches had their agenda. You know what I'm saying? Nobody was aligned on the same thing. We saw that clear as day. We saw yeah, 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 we saw yeah, that nobody was on the same page. Yeah, when, the, the turtle people were the, trying to the, get the witch was like she what did she say for <laughs> something and he said for the empire they that told her right there she was like oh she, she, she yeah. said that she would, she would do it for him he like, was like, she said mm-hmm. she would do it like they kept yeah. saying that they would do anything for 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 you grand admiral and every time mm-hmm. all, every time he would say for the empire you're like, nah, nah, and and that is yeah. that is quintessential Thrawn. Like, not for me. I, I, I'm nobody. Yeah. I, I'm just a yeah. Team. He literally doesn't <laughs> see himself as that as special at all. Like, he's like, yo, nope. I'm just, I'm literally here to serve my empire to fulfill the will, the will of the will of the empire. Oh, yeah, that's it. He's damn. He's he is the oh, yeah. best after. Uh, not even after he's better than Vader in terms of strategy. Yeah, yes, one hundred percent. 
Vader, Vader is just, I mean, physically nobody f- messes with Vader, but <laughs> but he wasn't the smartest, but Thrawn is Well, yeah, but Vader was an emotional yeah, cripple. Vader was a man child and never never grew up. Vader was a man But you think about it, that's the reason they don't like to train adults. I mean, Jedi's basically take kids from their parents <laughs> and, and, and then completely ostracize them from, from, that, from like those people. Term. That's why Kane and Jarrett was so jacked up when in Rebels. It's like, oh, bro, that boy never I had a mom and dad. the Bad Batch connection with Kane and Jarrett. If you watch Bad Batch, oh, really? he's the kid. That was nice. He's, I like that. That was like a yeah, little, 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 little so, nugget. So like when they, I think it was Season one or season two, where it's season one, yeah, episode. where they see the kid sees his his, uh, his master get killed. That's Kanan. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. put that together at yeah. first, and, they, and yep. he ends up yep. running away. Yep. Yeah, I didn't put that together at first either until after I saw Rebels, yep. and then I was like, oh snap, that because they tied And so somebody, I, I read something uh, earlier today where somebody drew. The line of uh, Kanan being Ezra's master, uh, the master that you saw get killed—I forget her name—was uh, Kanan's was Kanan's master, and she was a Padawan of Mace Windu. Nice. Mm. All of them mm-hmm. victims of the mm-hmm. Empire. Some horrible politics. <laughs> get um, the job. But yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. their own horrible politics. I mean, they they lost because it. it was all their We're, fault. The worst all run uh, organization in history. Of pretty much that or Shield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a that's the MCU that's Shield definitely is a contender. That's, that's a good a that's contender a good right topic, there. Actually. <laughs> Who's more incompetent, Shield I, or the Jedi I, Council? <laughs> <laughs> no. Wow, that's a good one. That's a good fun one. And then you know, for for just to 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 tease something, we should evaluate the trilogies of the MCU because we got a few now. I just recently rewatched uh, the Captain America trilogy and um, the Iron Man trilogy, right, and I got right. my rankings. We'll, we'll ta- I know what, we'll table that for the next I'm one. Rank them um, all. So yeah, I would say yeah. like I think overall we all have the kind of like we enjoyed Ahsoka, but then at the same time pulling out all of our fan fanboy service. The, the the story elements of you know less character driven and more plot you know movement is what kind of like hampered it I think overall and like if it, like it felt good I enjoyed watching it I didn't feel like it was a waste of time but like yeah. like but then nope. again with our critical eye like mm-hmm. yeah it was definitely a, it was definitely a an extended rebel season not an Ahsoka show and I think that's the part where if they would have called it rebels I think we probably have a we'd be like oh okay this is kind of cool I wish they would have gave Ahsoka a little bit more to do blah 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 but then if this was literally right. an Ahsoka show then we could have just had this been an animated joint and let her wild out <laughs> like like <laughs> yeah, I agree, and then and we wouldn't have had to complain about Rosario Dawson's choreography. But I'm thinking I, I they, they'll get better. <laughs> and I think, honestly, I was saying this to Josh. I think it makes sense the way Filoni got it set up because the next season is going to be The Mandalorian. And I guarantee oh. you, Thrawn and Ezra are going to appear in this season. Oh, yeah. They already name dropped Thrawn last last season of of um, yeah. of uh, The Mandalorian. And yeah. now it just makes sense. Yeah. And also, shout out to Mary Elizabeth. Uh, Winston. Uh, Winston or Obi- Winston. Obi-Wan's wife. Winston, yeah. <laughs> Miss, Mrs. McGregor. Obi-Wan's wife. <laughs> Mrs. McGregor, <laughs> sir. Her and her and her and uh and Ewan are like Star Wars uh favorites now. Yep. Basically. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, man, I think overall, I'm glad. I'm glad it happened. It actually, I felt better at the end of this than I did with the uh, Boba Fett or Obi Wan. So that that puts it above that. <laughs> it's like Boba Fett. I was just like, Ugh. I uh, no, don't, don't, watch don't need Fett, to. Don't need I'm to. never going to watch that. You can watch the first episode and the last. You don't two need to talk about that again. <laughs> I'm not watching those. <laughs> I, I've always, you know, I've told you guys, I never saw the big deal in Boba Fett. The character I never saw the big deal. Yeah, he captured Han, yeah. but he had help. If it wasn't for Vader, nope. would he have actually caught Han? So that's all I'm yeah, saying. But um, his dad, oh, his dad was more impressive than me. That's all I'm saying. Dango was 
He's he's an overrated character. Django was actually Django actually did things that left a legacy. Like he Boba Fett, yeah, you caught on a beta help. Boba felt like the (laughs) the bounty hunter that turned Muslim after his stay in the mouth of a a starlight. Cool, bro. He ain't he wasn't ruthless at all. I was hoping for some ruthlessness. Yeah. And then I would yeah. say for Obi-Wan, um, besides, you know, uh Black Inquisitor and Vader, it was just kinda like, meh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was real. That, that, I liked that it. Was, it was good. I mean the end was great. Yeah. But what was the end? It was, was how did it end? It, it, it fell short. The end was it could have been great. Let me rephrase that. The end could have been Phenomenal, if not for him actually, uh, Kenobi actually letting Vader go when yeah. he had him dead to rights. Yeah, that boy, like, there's you, no reason he didn't just off like that's far. That thing is far from the the kid you you raised. And if I'm not mistaken, he just drug you through molten yeah. hot whatever. No. I mean, you know, the way the way Obi-Wan let Vader go, it reminds me of another hero named Batman that constantly lets Joker away. Every time he catches him. <laughs> oh, I knew you were going to I knew you were going to That's a bad thing. That's a bad thing. Yes, it is. Yes. Wow, that's, the, that's the heated pie. And that's the one where my background in the back, you're going to see all Batman figures and all Batman comic books. Watch your mouth. Just so Cam on screen, as soon as I open it, he's going to have that. Remember in Pet Detective, when they call, he was in that room all in there. Go ahead and save a million lives. <laughs> Throw a choker in the sun. Anyways, anyways, anyways. <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody, thanks for listening to this rant about Ahsoka, aka Rebel Season 5 or 6. <laughs> we still love Rosario wow. Dawson and everybody 100%. involved on that show. And also, the, we still look forward to what, they, what they're going to yeah, do 100%. the next season. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, you know, it's on site if I ever see Rosario Dawson again. <laughs> and with that, let's do it. All right. And with this is Blurred Lines, and we are out. Peace.